In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. Guys, you've heard us talk about it. Now we're here. We're up to album 27. Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers by the Wu-Tang Clan. Hey, guys, I noticed, uh, if you notice here, I've just been cranking up this uh, radio I got from my uh, uh, public radio station for jazz. So uh, let me just crank it here for another 10 minutes at least. I got to get some water. But I'm just going to crank it for a little bit. What are you cranking? I got a radio. But I was just saying, I got a radio from the public radio station. It takes you 10 minutes to crank it? Uh, all right, here we go. I got it. Up. Let's set it to my favorite channel. Here we go. Channel. Savage. And I said channel. Fucked it up already. God damn it, Rob. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob. K-R-O-B. You know, Wu-Tang Clan, before they had Method Man, they had another guy who was a mean old dad. Oh, oh yeah. Uh-oh. From the slums of Shaolin, Wu-Tang Clan strikes again. The Rizza, the Jizza, old dirty bastard, inspect the deck, make porn the chef. You guard, Ghostface Killer. And me. M-E-A-N-O-L-D, dad. M-E-A-N-O-L-D, dad. M-E-A-N-O-L-D, dad. M-E-A-N-O-L-D, dad. Hey, hey, now you're my son. And I believe you should have no fun. What happened to all those other toys you had? Here I am, I'm a mean old dad. Don't call me buddy little man. I'm your dad and I'm not your friend. I don't want you to inconvenience right. me. I won't drive far to get a Christmas tree. I'll come and watch Ooh. you play baseball, Ooh. but I won't cheer. No, not at all. I only go to the beach when it's far away. I'm a mean old dad every day, every day. M-E-A-N-O-L-D, dad. M-E-A-N-O-L-D, dad. M-E-A-N-O-L-D, dad. Participation trophies in the garbage can. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. You get those participation trophies out of my house. Get them out. Look it up online. Second place is the first loser. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. God, never. Welcome, everybody, hits. to the therapeutic Davenport of love, you sick freaks. <laughs> uh, we've, got, we've got four guys here uh, that wanted to be in the Wu-Tang, but our names are too close to the people that are already in there. So let me introduce to you. I got Russ from Minnesota. His name was Raziza, the number one Jizza. Russ, how you doing? Number <laughs> <laughs> <Ron> one Jizza. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. <laughs> I would say if somebody said, you know what, you're the number one jizza I've ever known, I would take that as a compliment yeah, for sure. Right. Kind of depends. Kind of depends on what circle you're talking about. You know, yeah. well, in my circle, who are you hanging out with? When I've, when you're the circle, worst jizza I've ever seen. <laughs> in my circle, fellas, I'm the sire. I set the microphone on fire. My online dates vary and wear red snoozers like Mariah. Oh yes. <laughs> All right, we've got Matt in Minneapolis. Now Matt tried two names. He's got Rake one more time around his vegetable garden. <laughs> but let that sink in. Or one more time. Matt Headman. <laughs> Matt Headman? Yeah, Matt Headman. Matt Headman. Matt Headman. You gotta say it it rolls off the tongue. It I, rolls I would, off the tongue. I would stick with the rake man. That's the just funny as hell on the page. One, I'll tell you rake that. One more time. Yeah. On the page. <laughs> Well, Matt, I'm introducing you, so say your you're voice. You're supposed to say hello. <laughs> what am I supposed to? Oh, hey, Rob. Yeah. You're Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's good to be here. Appreciate the energy. Hey, 
Glad to be here. Thank Thanks. you. All Thank right, you. we've got the West Coast face gorilla of chicken. It's Aaron, <laughs> California. Oh man, what an honor! I'm so stoked to be here. I got my champion gear on. I'm wearing my wallabies. I'm ready to talk Wu Tang with you guys. I'm so stoked. And me, I'm Rob in New York City. I'm the middle aged dirty bastard. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. All right, <laughs> you're probably woo, older than woo, ODB when woo. he passed. Well, that mustache, that mustache certainly plays right into the character. So good work. <laughs> Yeah, nobody likes this mustache. Nobody thinks it's cool. <laughs> nobody likes it. But everybody, we got a Bex to the Bex line. Let's check it out. Okay. I'm sorry, Marge. I'm afraid this gets my lowest rating ever. Seven thumbs up. It is okay to offer more critical thoughts on a lot Who's of these Marge? albums. Y'all touch on the negatives then tend to pull punches. Matt and Russ, please be more open when you think things are terrible as the other two work too hard to find the good in everything. Okay, so wait a minute. <laughs> So all of a sudden, I'm the super positive one of this podcast. Like I'm the what? one that is really like, come You're on, guys, find we can all work together. Yeah, dumb shit, listeners. They can't even tell what we're doing. To be fair, our listeners have not heard the three of you just go completely medieval on Carol King. That's that's going to be <laughs> coming up. Or that was yeah, a we couple weeks ago when we're doing the Back into the Future thing. But uh, this Baxter Marge or whatever her name is is gonna is gonna feel the wrath on Carol. I believe. I'll tell you what. I, I everybody is like tells me they listen to the podcast and then for some reason they think I want advice on the podcast. I hear so many people say things like, "Yeah, like this, like oh, you guys should be meaner to the albums." I can tell you right now, if we were mean to the albums, nobody would want to listen to that. That does not make for a fun. Happy podcast. Yeah. And who cares and what who we think about the top cares? 500 albums? Like, yeah. it, like we, we, we make an, I want to tell people out there, we make a real effort to not be negative. Like we have to, it's hard for us, but we do it. And the same thing happened with that stupid Michael Jackson episode. I've had like two people be like, well, you guys didn't even bring up the kid stuff. I was like, yeah, no shit. How are we supposed to do a funny podcast when we're talking about that? These dummies. God, our listeners are dumb shits. They're just the dumbest of the dumb. The only person who I think is going to really care about this is Carol King, which she downloads on her 79th birthday mm-hmm. and the 50th anniversary of Tapestry. And you guys just shit all over it. I don't think that's, is that really what happened? I like yeah, the first that, song. That, that I felt like it was happened. more nuanced yes. than that. Yeah, Aww. I think so. Also, based on the discussion from the Kidda episode, none of you have ever owned a real, a real pickup truck. Crob sings better than oh, Kanye. So now that I, okay, let's listen. not burn on this right, person because they said a real, a real in the text. Okay, that was not a mistake on my end. That was on their I owned, end. I owned two pickup trucks. One of them had an NRA sticker in the back. So I don't, I don't care how small that pickup truck was. It had an NRA sticker. At the time, I did not understand what it meant to be driving around with an NRA sticker. Wait, what? Aaron didn't yeah. own a gun, let alone many guns that would necessitate an entire rack. But an entire I NRA sticker. real pickups. Yes. I'm sorry, Matt. I stepped on your line. No, I was just going to say, like, didn't we admit that? Like I said, yeah. I've got three little Tonka trucks. And I mean, so like, yeah, yep, true. Whoever Marge is, thanks. Yeah. Congratulations. You've reiterated Thank what, you. exactly what we said. Dumbest, Rob, dumbest fucking rock. Listeners are dumb okay? We work so hard and we put out this shit and it's just slop for these dumb pigs. And then, you know what? He he wants us to be he, she, I don't know who it's this a he. is. Maybe this is Kirsten. I know, no, I know who this is. It's a he. Oh, well, he wants us to be more open on things that are terrible. Well, this fucking Bex is terrible. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> this guy, right this guy is not going to get the 15 yeah. seconds of his life back, and we're not going to get oh. the 30 seconds of our life back oh. talking about. Now, this. I will say this person is also this shit. person has also sent me two pictures of feet, though, so it does even out. Like, <laughs> okay, so I do. Please, keep, All right. but you know what? Don't listen to what we said. Keep these Bex calling coming. Calling coming, whatever, whatever you want to do with the Bex line. <laughs> Take pictures of whatever you want and send it to us. I'll forward it to the guys. It's 802-277-2325. <laughs> this is what we sound like when we get mad Uh-oh. at stuff, right? I'm like, who fucking, no, 
Nobody wants to hear us get mad about yeah. anything. Like, screw I think it. people, what they really want is they want us to, you know, enjoy the music, have a good time. You can get negativity everywhere else. I think they want us yeah. to really be positive, which brings us to our next segment. <laughs> you know what time it is. It's time you know. to make fun you know. of Aaron. Oh, yeah. All the positivity. Keep it Don't pause. worry, he likes it. Aaron, shut what up. What do you got this week? Under the sting, I can't hear my sting. Uh, I don't own the microwave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Making fun of Aaron is like a sword fight. You must think before you move. Oh. Okay, so real quick, I'm going to do two things making fun of Aaron. This I just want to show you. This was one of Aaron's response, and I don't know. Maybe I'm out of the loop. Tell me what I, what you think about this. Talking about. <laughs> I didn't like on that one. But when this I started bullshit. this, you I guys like Marquee Moon. Yeah, you're, like. you're full of shit. Russell likes Marquee Moon. And then we just moved on from that. We Marky totally ignored Moon? him saying that. Russell, now be quiet, Aaron. Russell, do you like Marky Moon? I, the only thing that I could even potentially guess this would be would be he misspoke on Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch or something. Oh, I yeah. have no idea who Marky Moon is. Feel it. That's why you, I was wondering why you have that barbell back there with concrete blocks on either side and you're just in your underwear. It's a three pound concrete block. Well, I thought you were going to talk about the walking teddy bear that's been living in my house for the last few years, like Ted style, but I'm glad you left that off the pod, Rob. <laughs> I, I would investigate that. That does not actually exist in real life. I would get in there and look at that. Mm, so Rosie, can you explain who Marky Moon is? Feel it. Is, feel it. Oh, is oh, Mark, oh, 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 oh. Shut up, Aaron. Is oh, oh, Marky oh, Moon... Oh. Not an album by the band Television. Maybe I'm wrong, but I felt like when we were going through the list and texting about it, Russell was like, "This Television album is great." And it's isn't it called Marquee Moon? Am I totally off? Aaron, you assume that I remember any anything <laughs> from these albums that we talked about that I would recall even the slightest bit. Like I am so amazed with you that you remember some text from me like five months ago about the Television album. But literally, when we get through tonight, I won't even be able to remember how to say. The story checks out 1997 or 1977 Marquee Moon by uh, Television. Oh, so it's not Marquee Moon, it's Marquee Moon. M A R Q U. That's because he's reading all that French stuff. So technically, Rob, Aaron is correct. I do like Marquee Moon, I guess. So who's the dumbass now? It's Aaron. Well, okay, guess what? We got a double making fun of Aaron this week. So see what you think of it after this one. Ready? What rhymes with fucking furnace? Uh, (laughs) Trucking dervish. What? (laughs) I think that's great. I think that's like, I think that's brilliant. I'm going to start writing poetry right there. You think furnace and dervish rhyme with each other? Yeah, it's like, I'm coming through like a trucking dervish. Don't let me fix your fucking furnish. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, not furnish. You don't say furnish. That's what you do yeah. with like a living room. You furnish it. What Russell swears at is the furnace. Trying yes, to pretend like I'm a Wu Tang member all week, so I'm trying to get, trying to get there. I don't know. It kind of rhymes. It's a it's a it's 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 a close rhyme. But you were so confident when you said that on the podcast, really. <laughs> but I will say that once again, if you listen to that extended clip, we once again totally ignore what you say and then we just move on. I kind of feel bad, like listening back to this. I'm like, God, we're terrible, Darren. You're like, ah, oh, we should have made fun of him in the moment. Why we got to come back the week later? Yeah, it's like it's a lot of work for me to edit this stuff. I need to. And you know what, guys, I'm going to make this commitment. I will do a better job of making fun of Aaron in the moment. I'm going to focus. I can do better i will do better okay our callers want more negativity fine i'm gonna direct that right toward aaron great i'm ready uh, ready for uh, anything fun of aaron is like cocaine straight from bolivia for me i like it <laughs> oh I like yes it. i like making fun of aaron i know yeah. it is addicting 
The only you got verse on the track. Ooh, it so is good. addicting, and I want to do it off someone's chest, so I can see Roll, how that's, I'm gonna give it to you. that's oh, both related. There, there we go. It, it, if I can get one more in in like the next 10 minutes, I'll be done with all my quotes. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> all right, let's get into rolling going. It's, it's, it's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for Rob, these stinks fucking good. Or they're horrible. I can't uh, believe it. Matt's still mad at that Baxter. Matt. I'm just trying out the negative Matt. side of things. I don't think it works. Goes. I don't yeah, think it No, plays. I like that. It definitely didn't just stress me out for like an instant before I realized it was a joke. It didn't didn't ruin my night. Matt, I will t- I will totally track down that Baxter with you and throw eggs at their house and pour maple syrup <laughs> all over their guy. windows and I everything. I could give you the Whatever address. You I know right where they live. Uh, all right, so... We're coming uh, for you. Want to start We're today. coming for you. We're coming. I uh, I got a new um, segment I want to introduce to the podcast this week. Ooh, okay, I like it. calling um, what, what what should we call it? I don't know. How I know I'm getting old. Mm. All okay. right. I did All something right. this week. All right. That I mean, there's a few things that I did this week, but one of them in particular that I remember in my 20s making fun of a couple friends of mine for doing. I thought they were absolutely nuts. Okay, mm-hmm. they would. I, they would take everybody gets you know when you start now you get like two weeks of vacation from work a year and you get all the holidays and stuff and I had a buddy that would take Wednesdays off of work like just a random Wednesday. <laughs> oh, it's the best. And I thought You'll it have was to work two days in a row. Dumbest yeah. thing in the world. Oh, I'm so like, good. why would you not take a Friday? Why would you not take a to have a three day weekend? Have a four day mm-hmm. weekend. Well, this past week I took Wednesday off and it was fucking <laughs> awesome. It was so great. It was so great because like what Russell just said, you have. You got Saturday, Sunday, and then you go into work Monday, you go into work Tuesday, you got a day off in the middle of the week. Yeah, so and sweet. Then you got a day, and then you go Thursday, Friday, and then now we got two more days you off. You double again. your amount of Fridays. It is like, you, you're right. right. You double your Fridays. It's like Aaron has five Fridays because he's just out cooking stuff all the time, but most <laughs> of us don't have five Fridays. But Matt, Rob is completely right. You have, you've doubled the days where you don't have to do anything because right. like corporate America right. has just decided that Fridays, it's accepted you don't do anything. And you just doubled yeah. that shit. <laughs> nice. And so there's, there's a couple other things that I knew that I was old this week. It, it snowed here in uh, Minnesota. And I was, I, my wife's like, all right, I'm going to go. Sarah's like, I'm going to go to, uh, I don't know what she's dropping the kids off. So I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I got to get out. And I, and I shoveled off the driveway before she drove the car backed yeah. out so, so that dead. I didn't get the tracks. So you didn't get the compressed right? snow on the driveway. So I know sure. exactly. And then that. when she was coming back, I said, text me when you're way back so that, you know, I can get out there and shovel again. So you're not leaving. So that's another thing. That's major dad. That's major dad energy. Big time. Yeah, dad. I'm, I'm, big getting dad energy. I'm getting big old. I'm getting old. So how about, how about you guys? What do you do now? Now that you're in your forties that you realize, oh, man, I'm getting old. One of my friends, he just turned 39. He's Josh. He's a, he's a, a listener of the podcast. He enjoys the podcast. A shout out to Josh, but he sent a text. He just had his birthday the other day, and he said, the reason you know you're getting old is when you have to start grunting to get out of your car. When you're in your car and you have to (laughs) grunt to, like, get up and just stand up, that's the moment you know you're getting old. So that was the one that stuck with me, and I thought it was pretty funny. I'm going to make you feel better about that, though, because uh, Clay Thompson, Miss You Every Day Clay, who is the patron saint of my household, Clay Thompson, professional athlete, grunts to get out of a chair all the time. There are some great supercuts on the internet of Clay getting up out of a chair and grunting, and he is a three-time NBA champion. And yeah, but he's also like six five. He's very big. I yeah, I saw him once. Yeah, at, at, long at, levers. At, he's got long, long levers. levers. Yeah, I bet he does. Yeah, I bet he does, man. Yeah. He's got a big penis. <laughs> needs a pencil. Needs a pencil. Oh, that hanging in the water. He's not taking a sip like an elephant. 
I know what that's like too. Which leads me into my rolling one, by the way, because I got to tell you, I my dog, and listen, I love my dog, okay? Dog does nothing. Like the dog just sits around, it sleeps all the time. The dog has one fault, and that is he loves to eat, not not bite, not he chews on and eats dirty underwear. So if you've worn underwear, so he has eaten the crotch out of, I would guess, a dozen pair of my underwear. He has eaten about 10 pair of my wife's underwear. He ate you, my, you're, he ate my you're, mom's underwear. He's eaten my sister's underwear. He's eaten my kid's underwear. I mean, at what point yeah. do you find a different underwear storage solution? Like, how, like where's your dirty underwear? Like, it seems like. Like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me two dozen times. Like, yeah. Fool me two times. Well, like, you know what? Where's the dirty underwear? I'm going to take this dirty one underwear. I'm going to shove it in that dog crate. And that dog crate is going to ignore it the whole time. It's going to be borrow, so awesome. I'm going to an old dirty bathroom. <laughs> I'm going to borrow a phrase from my wife and say, guys, I don't want fucking solutions. I just want you to listen. Okay. So just be quiet. All right. The underwear is staying on the floor. That's the way it is. I don't care if the dog chokes to death. I'm not picking up my underwear after I take it off, okay? The dog can change. Yeah, exactly. The, dog. the dog dog's fault. Yeah. But I, I had to draw the line when today the I put on... Toad style, immensely strong. I put on my biking Tiger shorts style. for my Peloton. And the dog has eaten a hole in my Peloton shorts, but not right in the crotch. It is to the right. It's down my thigh about two inches. Ooh. Well, you can, you can still ride with that. And I was like, well, this is a risky business because my kid has friends over. And, but I got to walk over to the Peloton with these. And these are the biking shorts I have. So I got to like wear these. So I'm walking over to the Peloton. I get on. Do you have and to? then I'm biking. And I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. Like the hole doesn't affect too much. But then in a 45-minute ride, three separate times, my balls flew out of my bike shorts. <laughs> and it was rather uncomfortable. Okay. It definitely ruined my cadence. All right. Is the dog like sitting over in the corner winking at you or anything? When you, I when just like, this is happening or not? It's so the dog's over there saying, "Oh, it's oh, so upsetting." Yeah. You cannot do a workout and have your balls fly out occasionally and just start flying around and at all focus on what you're doing. So someone should have told me that before I got it kicked out of three lifetimes in the last two years. But that's all right. I can't remember. Was it just the one branch or all of them? What are you supposed to do on those sit-up machines? Stuff's gonna happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> reverse incline for a reason everything starts falling down yeah, deep yeah. down Rob's thinking deep down Rob's thinking there ain't no way Russ has ever sat on one of those sit up machines <laughs> Russ goes right into that hip abductor machine with the legs are spreading wide coming back together it's like really right away that's the first one you're gonna do come on <laughs> So anyway, so what's our, so what's our, so really no, I mean, no solutions. We're just going to just let the dog. Well, keep the problem is the, the main problem is that my wife's underwear are quite expensive. So every time he eats one, my wife tells me like, that's going to cost you this much money. Like, and I'm like, it's furious. You have like a hamper or something. I mean, like $12 a target. So here's our laundry style. Okay. And tell me yeah. if this, this is dog is up. only what? Six inches high. Like you could, you could put this on, on a coffee table, right? Like you yeah, could just put your underwear you on the back of the couch. Oh, that dog. Will you know how sometimes <laughs> dogs, you know how sometimes dogs end up like their owners. So here's the thing. <laughs> Your dog's got a horseshit mustache. He's a, a poon hound. Aaron and his wife would have like a loop, like a rope looped up into the the top of their living mm-hmm. room with a bundle hanging down, like they're hiding stuff from a bear that's coming in yeah. into the the campsite. And they would be hiding that dirty underwear way up above where that that cat can get to it. Yeah, Aaron's like, I keep it right at nose level. Wow. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> but, Do you? but you did. I, but I did. did. What can I say? It's out. It's out. The Wu-Tang has inspired have, me. 
We do actually hang our um, what laundry from the ceiling, but that's so, not that interesting. Let me, let me tell you my laundry on. style. Here's the deal: is that we have a we have a washing machine in the apartment, which is very rare for New York City. Okay, and so what we do is we when we when laundry is dirty, we Humble put it on brag. the floor Ding. in front of the laundry. New York machine. City brag drink, yeah, and then <laughs> we put it on the floor in front of the laundry machine, and then when it's clean, we put it in a hamper. So that way, we know what's clean and what's dirty. So the laundry does have a lot of time on the floor, but sometimes, you know, when you're getting in bed, you just, you know, you're throwing the underwear on the floor. You, Aaron, you're giving me the not, you're giving me the no. You're don't. Th- what do you do when you go to bed? Put no, I was giving like- you the yes. I was giving you the okay. yes, man. Like, yeah, like the, yeah, I get it. I, I'm understanding now. I, I, yeah, so, Aaron's I get floor it. is covered in underwear. Right? That's why Every he bought day, shoes. He has stepping on too many underwears. He was like, ugh. Like, Matt's mom, a.k.a. the housekeeper, is over at like 1030 every night when Matt goes to bed. She's scooping that shit up off the ground and throwing it right into yeah. the hamper. Nothing, nothing hanging around there on the on the ground for that dog mm-hmm. to get at. Matt, call me before you go to bed so I can scoop up. <laughs> so you don't leave a line in your room. I got to scoop up. Just like he's out Just like he's out with the driveway. She's with his underwear in his room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all genetic. All right. So rolling going. Uh, Rosie, rolling going. How's it going with you? Oh, yeah, thanks, Rob. Uh, it's going good. I had a really nice... <laughs> Really I love nice how we're week. thanking Rob he asked for asking you a question. Yeah, thanks for asking your question. Yeah, he's he's technically obligated to ask you based on the format of the podcast. But that's, <laughs> that's nice true. Thank yeah. you for yeah, it. I did try to skip yeah. la- Matt last week, and you guys caught me on it. So. I'm trying to fight back against all this negativity. But I just want to tell you guys all about my week at work. I had a really nice oh, week. Oh, Jesus I Christ. entered some performance ratings into our HR system. I got to write up the reports next week and um, deliver. Oh, those I got to crank up this radio ratings. again. Yep. And uh, got a really nice message from Enterprise Analytics Services. We're going to be able to enable Tab uh-huh. Pi on our server so we can uh, deploy some Python models potentially in our this, data visualization. This bit, you see, this you bit like is that? so good. You make I love of, this bit. I love this bit. Want, I want it to keep going. You want some Aaron at work content? Is that what you need? Oh, oh, oh. This is you spanking is that, us. This is, is that, you yeah. coming back and spanking us for last week. You want to talk if, about if, my job? If Rob ever needs pornographic material, he is definitely going to go back and listen to your description of you putting in entries into performance enterprise. reviews enterprise. and enterprise services. Guess what? Yep, my nuts right. coming out when I'm on my Peloton is my job, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm above target every week. Business is good. Yeah. <laughs> plan, plan, above target. Talk about a short squeeze. Work this week. <laughs> I'm very excited. I bought a new mat for my turntable, so oh. the sound is even better. Uh, so I'm really going to be prepared for the Voodoo album. So if you think that I'm insufferable on this week's episode about drums and music, just wait until you hear me talk about Voodoo. Yeah, I can't wait to meet this new Matt. I, be- I hope he talks more on the podcast. You know what I mean? Did you guys know that you can hear a hummingbird's wings flap when it's flying? We were sitting yeah. in the backyard today at the end of the day, and this hummingbird came down, and you can actually hear its wings. It sounds like like a little mini helicopter. It's amazing. Have you guys ever heard this? Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if that's why they call it a hummingbird. Hmm. I have to think about that. Hmm. It's weird. Whenever, whenever I see a hummingbird, going to the airport? Whenever I see a hummingbird, Flying I watch somewhere. it and listen to its wings, thinking, "Is it going to go pimp that butterfly over there?" Yeah. And it always does. It always does. So Aaron's story started out with work, and by the way, his work day sounded like it took about five minutes. And then his second part was like, you know, I was outside listening to birds. Do you know how much I would kill to just be outside listening to birds? You should see the shit that I put up with today. My God, I can't. I can't wait for the post podcast, the, the post game show, as we like to call it, where we tell Aaron. Just start talking about food again. That seems to work. <laughs> it, it really does. Aaron, it's better you than know what? About your job. We do not want to be. 
And I think, you know, Matt Matt says it best. We don't want to be creative cock rings. We don't want to hold you back. Um, we want to let you fly. Okay. So just imagine that you're like the nuts. And this podcast is like my Peloton pants. Get out there. You know what I mean? Just, just fly. fly. Just, just let it go. Fly by. Now, thank God I'm not on a real road bike. Oh God, I'd be like a dragster putting on a parachute. You guys know what I'm talking about. So you see what I did there? I went back to my rolling going. I just reversed it. Yeah, you are always bringing it back. I so did. Good. Thank you. I accept that comment. Oh, Positivity. So okay, Aaron, we get it. Spanking. We want you to talk about food. We love it. Give us one thing you ate this week. Aaron. Yeah, just tell us what. I got. I, this, I would be so bummed if I didn't hear something you ate this week. Oh man, you got, you want to hear something I ate this week? Yes. Uh geez, you're putting me on the spot. It's been it's been a pretty pretty chill Jeez. week in terms of uh we ate a lot I of broccoli. Love, I, I love how Aaron is being put on the spot now, which yeah. means he was definitely researching <laughs> in previous weeks. He was like preparing notes <laughs> on what he was eating. Now we ask him off the cuff. He's like, I, I have no I idea. Have no I don't idea. know what color the tacos were. I don't eat anything. I'm lying. I've been eating I've been drinking <laughs> that soil green every day. I mean, the thing is that it's two Fridays in a row I made quesadillas because that's easy, but uh, I snuck some roast pork in there, so that was nice. And then dirty man. Uh, we had dirty some frozen yeah, broccoli. Man. Making your wife eat roast pork, uh, even though she's just good vegan. Nice. No, that she doesn't eat <laughs> Real it. Power I eat move. It. Oh, and then uh, I, like I mean, I, you're gonna hate me for saying this, but we did have cheese tortellini for lunch today. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Aaron? I don't have any problem with I don't the cheese you. tortellini. There's no problem with that. It's just when people take cheese tortellini on a tortellini on a hike and send it with their three year old mm-hmm. son to daycare. That's when I'm just, uh, you just kind of know that you're, you're, you're playing in your own field over there. But the thing we did, the thing we did today on the cheese tortellini was we bought this, uh, really oh, nice geez. chili oil that I really like. It's called Holy Stili. And it oh. is a, uh, everything bagel there. seasoning <laughs> in a chili oil that also has some MSG Ooh, in there. Burr. And on the side of the jar, it says, the love of 1,000 grandmas and the sting of 1,000 scorpions. And it's good on everything. You can put it on pizza, pasta, rice, all of it. So that, that really that really made the day today. So it's kind of like Frank's Red Hot. You just put that shit on. Put it on anything. It tastes good. Exactly. Yeah, you get it. it yeah. In my online dating adventures, I haven't moved on to the 1,000 grandmas yet, but I hope it doesn't come to that anytime <laughs> soon. Like I know Matt was talking about we're getting older, but I hope I'm not there yet. Russell, you've it. only had a couple stings of the scorpion, but you got some medicine to clear that right up. No big deal. Gonna get that venom out of there, right? Aaron was blown away. Aaron was blown away by Matt's rolling going when he said a five day work week, and Aaron was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> He's like, "What about tortellini making day?" Can't believe there's no jobs in this. Day. Yeah, unless you want to work forty hours a week. <laughs> That's about it. Rolling going, Russ. How's it going with you? Rolling going, this is going to come out. I, don't, I know, Rob, I don't, never know if I'm supposed to talk about what's going on or what's happening in the future. What you always make it, it so today, hard on us. Right? Don't say the date. Just don't say the date. So confusing. Don't want to get Rob mad again. So the date is somewhere <laughs> around the Super Bowl happening, somewhere within like a four to five week period of the Super Can Bowl. Can we say Super Bowl? Are we going to get dinged for fair use? Is that the one time we're going to get dinged <laughs> for fair use? Is talking about the Super Roger Bowl? Goodell's the big game. game. Yeah. I don't really care anything about the Super Bowl this year. I don't care who, I, I think I know who's in it. I don't care who's favored i'm not probably not going to watch the game i don't care but i started thinking about because now i'm in the world i'm an, I'm a music expert as magic mike knows i know all this stuff about music as christine from richfield knows i'm a music expert mm-hmm. so i started thinking about like what are the greatest super bowl songs ever and i was just gonna see what you guys like if you had any memories of great super bowl music in my role oh, i mean here so the first one the first thing you have to think of right away is the super bowl shuffle by the bears right 
You yeah. guys were like, we were really young at this point, but I know Rob's mentioned this before. This is like the greatest Super Bowl song ever, right? I've been jamming for quite a while. Doing Samurai Mike, Mike Singletary. Horrible. Matt, you don't what like a it? Nerd. This is horrible. Why don't you what? like it? I thought this was Wu Tang when just we put listen. it on. <laughs> I think uh, doing it for you. Refrigerator Perry wore that neck roll to protect his neck. I do kind of like that. I like the. Uh, Did you yes. guys? I like the keyboards on here though. Did you guys know the Super Bowl Shuffle was nominated for a Grammy? No For way. best R and B performance by a duo or group. It lost to Prince and the Revolution with Kiss. See, I was going to talk about Prince when you talked about the Super Bowl, but maybe that's coming up for you. So I started, I was looking at the, the Super Bowl shuffle, but they weren't the first team that ever did it. Did you guys know the 49ers? In 1984, created a song called We Are the 49ers, where all the players on the team sang it. Have you ever heard this before? I have not. All right, this, this is Oakland. Is, this is this is the Bay Area, and you bet you should know this. This song is I mean, going out I to Peter in Brooklyn, a fan of Beck did it better. Here we go. What? I, I thought that it was just going to be motherfucker. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> Guess what, Peter? That's all you get. Okay, too bad. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. It's kind of a Bay Area sound. I hear it like some funk. Yeah. Oh, this is nice. Like I would listen to this in the car. How, how come this 49ers song never gets any publicity? I don't know, man. It's really nice. Get some hand claps and that like boom sound. That's good. That's yeah. This is I. This rocks. I'm down with They're this. They're kind of low on lyrics. Maybe they need me to come in and punch it up. Let's see what rhymes. The, what rhymes 49ers. with niners? Mm. Ah. Rosie, what rhymes with niners? Yeah, Aaron. Blinders. Dervish. <laughs> <laughs> Recliners. Mm. You know. I wonder if 49ers Greasy diners Ooh, greasy diners, yeah Just sit in your recliner, yeah Late night greasy diners Aaron thinks 49ers stands for 4 foot 9 and That's what I'm going to start calling my penis Okay, that's not <laughs> We're not doing that, that's not the bit this week It only took like 40 minutes to get into it and you, Yeah, that was some good restraint, Rob Good work what else so you The got, one thing Russell? I was thinking about with the, with the Super Bowl The last song I was thinking of is it was crazy. When you think about the Bears, did you guys know they recorded that in the middle of the year? It was like six weeks before the playoffs. They recorded the Super Bowl shuffle well before the playoffs. It's so arrogant, and they ended up they ended up winning. They this started so making me that think, defense was you would so have good. to be a really arrogant team or a really arrogant, stupid city to start making a song about your team going to the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl before you made it. And then I thought, my hometown has done this before. If you go back to 1998, check it out. This is going to Miami, the Viking song about the 98 oh, Vikings no. that was going to go to the I Super Bowl. I am just going to put a little trigger warning before this, okay? <laughs> For any Viking fans. I yeah. would ad- highly advise, if you are out there from Minnesota, hit that fast-forward button 15 seconds. Hit that twice. We'll be through this in 30 seconds, I promise, okay? Teams off for real, y'all don't understand. I never seen a quarterback hit the mark like Cunningham can. When he's looking for speed, it's Jake Reader. Randy Moss gets lost when he Oh, look, I don't even. I don't care about the Vikings to this day, but I watched every '98 game with Russell, and that I've never, I've not recovered from. I mean, you understand. Matt, do you remember '98 Vikings? Denny Green running things in the Metrodome. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm triggered. I got. I was triggered too. I've, I've turned my. I've got my headphones off. I'm Most triggered. fun I've ever had watching football until the last game. I was at that Falcons game. You know, 
I was at you that were? playoff. What did game. you do? Well, so I, I, my dad had season tickets, right? And so we would go to every game, but we never went to any playoff games. So yeah, I was at the Falcons game, but I went with a friend of mine who was nice enough to invite me. Okay. I'm not going to say anything was bad, but it was such bullshit because their big thing, the thing that they found was most important than anything else in the game, you know, uh, fourth quarter, they didn't want to hit traffic. So we literally (laughs) watched the last 30 seconds of that game from standing in the door to the concourse, getting ready to walk out. And it was like the worst way to watch a game of like, oh, we're going to lose. And I'm also going to rush out of here at the end as fast as I possibly can because these psychos want to get to their car. Whereas in my family, we stayed for every game, every second Mm -hmm. of every game. Always, we would be getting destroyed by like 35 and we would just sit there and be like, yeah, we're going to stay here and then we're going to go out slowly <laughs> and we're going to listen to talk radio in the car as we drive out. And that's just what we do. Going to things like a football game with another group of people makes you realize like, oh, these people are psycho. Like I thought they were, and again, thank you for inviting me, but you, what the fuck? It was the, one of the worst gaming experiences of my whole life. I'll never forget it. God. Thanks a lot, Russell. Bringing the negativity back to the podcast. I just got to bring some I, some quick positivity. Uh, speaking of Minnesota and the Super Bowl, I saw on the internet that yesterday was 14 years ago. Yesterday, Prince's halftime performance in Miami at the Super Bowl. Oh, greatest! Wait, 14 greatest, years ago from when we record or when it, this ever, is yeah. released, Aaron? Uh, oh my from god! When we were when we're recording, from when we were recording. Rob, you yeah. screwed this whole thing up. You should have never given us instructions. Well, listen, when we're yeah. We, when we're talking about the Super Bowl in April, you're going to see what this is like when you have to worry about the date. We got to start thinking about this like ahead of time, but we can't do that. We're not, we don't, we do not that's, have the brain that's power. A lot of planning. That's we'll, a lot of we'll planning. We'll release this in like three years when the Vikings have screwed up another NFC Let's title game. And up Rob's from the 36 tears. Chambers. Is it time? Are we, is it, are we ready? Ooh, Let's get your into W's the up. album. Put your W's up. So Aaron, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a little ooh, light this yeah. week. Ooh. in uh, no sense whatsoever except for my knowledge of this album. So please feel free to step in and correct me anytime, but shut up right now. So here's the thing, is that we have, it starts in the late <laughs> 80s about to start talking. with the RZA, the Giza, and ODB, all from Staten Island, and they form a group. And Shall later we? added Ghost... What? Aaron, this is where you don't say anything. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Later I'm added Ghostface Killer, okay? And, and what was tough about this is that they wanted to sign as a group. Killer. They wanted to sign as Wu-Tang Clan, but at the same time, let their artists go off and do solo efforts with whatever label they wanted. So it was hard for them to find a label that would actually let them do that. But sure enough, they were able to go out and get their killer bees, as they called it, all the other groups that were kind of in the periphery to Wu-Tang Clan to get out and do what they did. So they were able to get old solo contracts for all the members of the Wu-Tang Clan. We got old Dirty Bastard. We got we got uh, Giza. We got Riza. We got Raekwon. We got You God. We got Method Man. And we got Ghostface Killer. And then who am I missing, Aaron? I know I'm missing Inspector a couple Deck, of Master Killer. I think that's it. I think you got them all. Okay. You only missed Inspector Deck Old and Granny Killer. Jones. Doofus the Clown. <laughs> Yoko's. I mean, there was also like, there was, you know, Allah Mathematics and Kill a Priest and Capadonna and the ones that like didn't make this album yeah. but ended up appearing, you know, Shaheem like and appeared on later well, ones. There goes but. all my research on the second half of this yeah. one. <laughs> Big Ray from Downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> That woman who's always at McDonald's when I go in, and it's embarrassing that she sees me every time I'm in there. <laughs> All the members of the Wu-Tang Clan that we love. And so basically, RZA comes out, and he kind of changed what, what hip-hop sounds like on this album. He tried to make only 25% of any album that he's producing be sampling. He's actually trying to do a lot of the instruments himself. For example, the piano on chess boxing was after he watched a Thelonious Monk 
uh, documentary, and he was actually able to, he was actually not able, he was actually playing that himself. Hmm. And he would also take samples and then speed them up and slow them down to however it fit. So we've heard that with kind of public enemy, you know, kind of the, the sampling, uh, like overload where it was like thousands and thousands of samples. And now we're kind of back to a minimalist point. And in fact, the Kanye was talking about this album and said, this is the album that I heard that really inspired me to kind of form my music around that. And there's tons of people who say that. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it it it's 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 interesting. I love this album because it's not just one artist. You feel like you're listening to this whole group of guys, okay? And kind of like us, like all these guys have a personality, right? There's the funny, handsome one, okay? There's the oh, positive no. one, <laughs> and then like there's the cool one, and then there's like you three, whatever you guys would do. You know, I don't know. <laughs> But it's like, I, I love like when you can hear the different voices, I just think that so, sounds so cool. And one thing I want you to keep in mind is that often to decide who would be on a track, Rizza would ask them, because, you know, Rizza was so big into the Kung Fu and you can hear that throughout this whole thing. It was a huge part of his life. And he would ask them to do rap battles against each other. And whoever won would get to be on this album, would get to yeah. be on the song. I'm obviously going to talk all night until you guys make me shut up about how much I love this album. But one of the things that I didn't know that I loved is that this album is so much about brotherhood and friendship among dudes. And that's what I love about being here with you guys recording this album. So or recording this podcast. So I think, you know, we're not necessarily the Wu-Tang of podcasts, but I think there's some parallels. I've noticed that they don't take one member of the Wu-Tang clan and keep calling them a dumb shit over and over though. So I think we might be doing something wrong. Actually, this is making me question what I, how I think of a friendship. Well, Rob, let's get to final ranking and move along with this week and get to next week's album. huh? You know what, guys? We should do Carol King again. I got it right here. Let's play it. Hey, speaking of slow albums, we're about to hit track number oh, one, right? Yeah. Oh, oh. I'm going right. to bring the Russell. I'm going to bring the Russell on oh this Oh, my God. That's so much Russell. better than what I was going to say. Oh, Let's bring, bring the Russell. Bring the noise. Bring the Russell. We got the Shaolin opening here. And the Wu-Tang sword style. This is a great example of what you're going to hear on this whole album. It's the Shaolin takeover of the rap game. And supposedly the Shaolin takeover is, it's it's kind of a slow rap at the beginning here, Aaron. You you dropped bombs on Carole King for being slow, and this is probably a slower tempo. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I would say slower tempo. It's just for me, and I'm already giving away what I love, it's just the drums hit so hard. Wait, this isn't Carole King. The drums just, (laughs) of a hype verse, but. Leaving no, the hearse, you did that worse. Was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Well, I mean, I'll stop. You guys, you guys probably no. Won't talk you about no, you too. cannot. We are on. Jesus fucking Christ, we are on a <laughs> podcast. You cannot just say you're going to stop talking like that. I just that the, the drums point. for me are what like and and I had I had light bulb moments. I spent uh, you know the whole week reimmersing myself in this album that I had on CD and listened to in my little toy truck, my Chevy S10. And loved forever and know so well. So I spent all week immersing myself again in, in Wu-Tang. But then I, I started today listening to uh, the complete Stax Volts, sing- Stax Volts singles because I started uh-huh. to understand uh-huh. Nailed it. how Got much it. RZA is sampling Stax. And he's just really recreating the Stax sound, especially for the drums. And if you like... If there's nothing else about this album that people love, it has to be the drums because Riz's drums mm. just never stop hitting hard. So Russell, I, I agree with you. The tempo temples are slow, but I love the hard hitting drums. I read that they put the 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 snare in this one in like an elevator shaft, and it gave it kind of a different sound. Did you ever know that, Aaron? I didn't know that. I, I so so here's the thing. Like I, I love that, this album so much. I'm not going to know yeah, all Wikipedia, the facts Wikipedia about it. The house. I'm not going to know the facts because all I've ever done is listen to it. I don't know all the I don't know all the background, but I did I did start to understand. I started checking on who sampled like. Oh, these drums come from, you know, 
I know just writing Carl Thomas song, or this came from a Wendy Renee song. And like, he was obviously just so immersed in that stack so sound little, and he just took it to a different place. A little peek behind the curtain. I let Aaron send me sound clips again tonight. Once again, what the fuck is going on? It, it's crazy. The clip <laughs> at no point did Aaron send a sound clip where they actually said the, you know, uh, bring to fucking ruckus. At no point did he send me a sound clip at any time that said Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. And I was like, that's like the main part of this album. But what Aaron did do, which I which I really appreciated, is that he sent me clips of each rapper so you can kind of hear what they sound like. So I'm just going to play these real quick. Same song. This is uh, Ghostface Killer, and they actually remastered this song from their original demo tape. And Ghost is my favorite rapper of all time. So he's your favorite. He is my so favorite. if you're gonna if you're gonna be nice to some rappers, you gotta you gotta rain fire and say which ones you don't like too, according to Marge, right? <laughs> I guess that's true. Matt, I mean, Matt. Um, where is Wu Tang from, Rosie? Where did they grow up? Most of them from, from Staten Island in New York. Okay, because I hear this. Start this over one more time, and I instantly hear Beastie Boys, and which ready? Hold it right here. Hold on, wait for the drums. And I instantly hear Beastie Boys and kind of that New York rap scene, uh, you know, sound. And so I, 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 w- I thought that's what I heard him from, but I don't know. No, and it's definitely East Coast that rap. The use of yeah. those drums is uh, kind of what led, I don't know, maybe more the East Coast, but I think just more New York in general, which uh, I really appreciate. It's a very New York-centric album, you're right. Yeah. Here we have uh, uh, a girl that uh, Russell was looking for in Bumble, Inspector Dick. No, Inspector Deck. I'm sorry, I misread that. Dick, Dick Inspector. <laughs> the Rebel INS. Inspecting as many decks as I could. Those grannies didn't like what I was inspecting This deck needs to be stained. He's kicking like Seagull out for justice. What would you give the ins- the Inspect Her Deck a ranking on a scale of 1 to 10 on the, the Wu-Tang, Aaron? I give, I give Deck a 6, maybe 7. This is an insane game. We cannot rank every member no, of the Wu-Tang. we got to go to the next song. we got to go to the next song. Right? <laughs> well, we've got Giza. This is Aaron sending me sound clips. And I also want to say this. I did find the clean version of every song, which is insane, considering I kept talking about Peloton in my balls, but that's the way it is. So I would recommend not listening to the clean version. Good thing version. you spent your time. I guess a good spend, yeah, you see your time. I mean, you can, yeah, like there, there, I'm sure there are entire podcasts out there dedicated to, you know, rating all of the members no. of the Wu-Tang and, and what their, uh, you know, no. relative no. rap skills are. No, there's no, no can, other can, podcast about the Wu-Tang. We're the no, only one. Do not no, suggest they go Wu-Tang find other podcasts. <laughs> can I, can I, can I raid some fire based on our Bex, our Bexter earlier? Yes. I enjoyed a lot of this album. I think relative to the album, this is the worst opening track that we've heard on an album oh. so far. Oh, no. wow. Now I'm not saying it's the worst track. I'm just saying there's so many good tracks on this. This is not one of the best five or six on the track is on the album. Do you think? I honestly think the first 30 seconds of this song tells you everything you're going to get. It gives you okay. a Kung Fu clip. Right. It, they're yep. yelling at you about how they're going to bring the ruckus. And then they just blast it. Now, whether the song as a whole is like, great compared to the other songs, but they really do kind of summarize what you're, what you're in for. Yeah. I don't want to disappoint our listeners. You in and you know, yeah, you know what, you know what kind of ride you're getting, you're getting on here when you start listening. To but I can't song. disagree with Russell that it's not the best. It's not in the top four tracks on the album. This is a, this yeah. is a big time ODB track, old dirty bastard. And this is shame on a dirt. McGirt, this, big this, baby is Jesus. The, this is the actual radio edit of this song. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, there's a Super Bowl reference for you. Super Bowl reference. Football. I love. You want to get? I, I think Old Dirty Bastard might be my favorite. His voice is so unique. Yeah, I think he was just such a wild card that they couldn't get him in the studio for very long. And I, you know, I don't, I, I don't think ODB is a great rapper, but he's so charismatic and his voice is so good. Yeah. I always enjoy when Method Man pops into these songs. I feel like when Method Man pops in, they just they ramp up. I really, I think the Method Man is is my number one Wu Tang rapper. And, and and we're gonna talk about him in in detail a little bit later. But here we have Raekwon. The chef. Who was, well, this who is was what, actually this is what Matt, good at cooking This is what Matt listens to when he's out in the garden. He's raking one. <laughs> that was a good joke. Yeah, yeah like Raekwon it. the Chef actually could cook. And he's made some of the greatest solo albums of all time. All the beef for, only built for Cuban Lynx is, you know, canon for hip-hop. I think he's kind of the most straight-sounding rapper. You know what I mean? Like the most rapper with a sound that we're used to the most. But I would say he's the one who's always shouting out the champion gear. He was the one wearing champion gear. That's why I had to wear my courtesy of Matt. Champion reverse sweep. So sweatshirt. Aaron sent me this clip from uh, Clan and DeFront, and it just says Giza feces in the pants. So I, I was like, yeah, sure. That's hey, Aaron. Aaron, can we, we all can, can relate we, to. Can we get Rob back on track? Is it Giza? Riz? What's going? Well, I explain didn't want the name. So Rob, correct Rob quick here. Yeah, it's it's Giza. I didn't want to. Um, oh, Giza. Yeah, hmm, how am I going to remember that? GZA. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Wow, they even bleeped out goddamn on that. What you know. I love this. We're in the Midwest. I, I hate to do this again to you guys, but I love how heavy New York this album is. The lyrics, yeah. for example, and there's, there's the so, human feces part. Oh, drink. When you look That's at the lyrics, they're so brilliant. On 34th Street in the Square of Herald. Now, of course, the 34th Street stop on the F train is Herald Square. Yep. And so then they take that Harold. I gamed Ella. The bitch caught a Fitz like Gerald for Ella Fitzgerald. Ian Ferraro. Ferraro. I mean, it's just like they, it's like a wheel of fortune. Like now and then, it's just a crazy. It's it's insane. I love it. That's how. That's why Jizz is the genius. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I'm just going to start drinking on this one. I don't it's know what's going on anymore. The, yep. Here comes the drunk monk with a quart of Ballantine. Yeah. I mean, Jizza was one of uh -huh. the, like, he was the, the real lyricist, I think of the, of the group. And a lot of people think his, his solo album is the best of the Wu-Tang solo albums. My favorite is Supreme Clientele by Ghostface, but I'm a big Ghostface fan. So maybe I'm not the right person to say. And now we have Seventh Chamber. We have him, Raekwon, talking about. And this is funny though. This kind of does remind me of Matt. We got some talking about champion gear here. champion gear. gear. That's a nice shout out to you. Yeah, that's what I know. I had double knit that... sweatshirt. Yes. Like ding, oh, dervish. <laughs> thank you, man. <laughs> Shirt, thank yeah. you, thank you. <laughs> What do you guys think of like the 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 interludes or the the conversations, the kind of talking back and forth at the beginning and ending of these songs? What do you guys think of that? I think it's fun. I think it makes it sound like they're a group of guys hanging out, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they were the first, they were a proto podcast. I love it, and it's all stuck in my head all the time. All that you know, all that <laughs> stuff is just like always rattling around in my head because I've heard this album so many times. But I love I love the vibe between all of them. I love that you keep comparing us to the Wu-Tang Clan. If the Wu-Tang Clan had the number of people at a concert of total downloads we've had in our like six months of doing this, <laughs> they would be insanely disappointed. They would instantly quit what they're doing. But the thing is, they're like way nerdier than we are. Like these dudes are dorks. Like they're into comic books. They're into Kung Fu movies. They're talking about 
you know, like a whammy, he pressed his luck. They're doing like mm-hmm. whatever rubs off me sticks to you. Like all that stuff. There's all this humor in there. They're total nerds. Like for sure they would get into like the best podcast, Mike. No question. All right. So I do want to play a little more Ghostface Killer just for Aaron from Seventh Chamber. Anytime. Anytime you're going to play Ghost, I'm here for it. I got to keep playing these clips. Aaron sent me so many. I got to keep, I'm going to keep hammering them while we go. I, I thought I read at some point they sampled uh, Down in the Valley by Otis Redding on this song. Do you guys read that? What is? How does that go down in the valley? Yeah. Sing a little in of that for valley. us. I did hear it. I heard it just now. Uh, all right. So I thought Speaking the guitar of- was from that uh, baby song, but um, I got to say that was one of uh, RZA's better, uh, better verses, I think. And the fact that, so I think run the jewels is a kind of standard phrase for, you know, robbing people, whatever, but, but the fact that RZA said run the jewels and now there is a rap group called run the jewels that is probably the best rap group, you know, currently going. Oh, of uh, course, uh, of course. Run the jewels. I mean, I've been waiting for like weeks to talk about roll, roll the jewels on my yeah. rolling going. And ah. I just waited and waited and waited. And now I, I'm so pissed. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say as well. Next song. Next song. Oh, he's never wanted to be off this podcast any more than right now. Speaking of samples, can it all be so sample? Simple. I just Tonight, love when he when, says that. Whenever, you dr- whenever you're sitting at home by yourself doing a podcast on a Friday night, you have to have a screwdriver, right? So I'm having a screwdriver. Okay. Oh, no. I went to the grocery store, and I couldn't find any orange juice. So instead... Oh, I bought no. Tang, and I'm having a screwdriver with Tang. Oh, in honor of the Wu Tang. Oh, Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. No offense, but what kind of grocery store are you going to that doesn't have orange juice? I would relocate. I would go to a different grocery store. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were referencing the intermission before Method Man, where he's like, "I'm gonna, I'll pull your tongue out and I'll just stab that shit with a rusty screwdriver." Like, wow. <laughs> I was actually not going to talk about that section of the baby song. <laughs> well, yeah, you can edit it out. <laughs> when I kept feeding myself and feeding myself the other night, it didn't go well. So I decided to go get the, the Wu-Tang drink instead. It's really funny because we'll talk about that now, but I was I was reading about that because I, was part, I, I listened to that part once, right? And they were talking about all the ways they would punish somebody. And it was just all this nasty stuff of like, you know, talking about balls. It's so gross. But what they said, what they said is that instead of doing like yo mama jokes which would make people like legitimately angry. Like those are, you know, fighting words. They could say what they were going to do to people in this way and just snap on them. Like with these insane things that they would do and nobody would ever get mad because it was so over the top and so ridiculous. It was like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I'm not going to really tie you to a bed and then hit your base, your nuts with a baseball bat with nails in it. Right. And I mean, it would be a, a big deal if someone sewed and- my asshole shut and kept feeding me. That's all I know. <laughs> I like how it's the keep feeding you part that gets you. It's like, oh, don't keep feeding me here. <laughs> this part one was bad, but not part two. Come on. Oh, some hot uh, hot ramen. Uh, all right. Here we have a the first time we're listening to You God. The on only the mystery of chess from the Hillside boxing. Strangler. By the way, the, the, mystery of chess, the mystery of chess boxing was a kung fu movie title. And I'm glad I said that. What a great thing to add, Rob. God, you suck at hosting this podcast. No, Rob, you're good at this. You're better than any of these guys. Yeah, you're right, Rob. Okay, here we go. I had to give myself a pep talk there, guys. 
There's that cocaine from Bolivia. I this just got so much to say. This is gonna be song. one of the best, the best parts of the album, right? Yes, it's a highlight. These this drums a- are from Otis Redding and Carla Thomas Tramp, which uh, is a song that's kind of like a, a prelude to that. And carry like Mariah. This 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 song was the opposite was the on the opposite side of their first single, Cream, to come out. So I I think they also thought it was a highlight. I love this song. Here's Master Killer. I don't know why these guys weren't on more songs. Their sound is so good. Like there's I mean, listen to this. I mean, I want to listen right. to this guy rap. But maybe he only Aaron had one. I mean, it's kind, of, it's, it's kind of like this podcast. I mean, you know, sometimes there's just too many voices talking. So some people <laughs> you know, just have like to be quiet. Stand in the background. Aaron, did any of these guys? Have, I don't know a ton about Wu Tang or the rappers. Like, who who's the most successful rapper? Who who had the most successful careers of these guys? Well, individually. Gotta, I mean, Method Man's got to be the most individually successful rapper. I think his first solo album probably sold the most of the solo albums, and then he went on to a movie career. Uh, but he's also the most handsome, which is interesting because he really went out of his way to make himself look the not most handsome. handsome? <laughs> Wait, stop, no, stop, rewind, rewind. What, yeah, like, what makes Method him Man's the most a very handsome, handsome guy. guy. You, you, should put up, the you should put up chiseled jaw. Yeah, the, you should put up a picture of like. ODB versus Method Man, like today, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody look, Google's look, Google older well, right now. Dead. That you can't count like. that. Like he's. But that today, was like a thing where like Matt Meth would like kind of mess up his whole look. Like he had on the do rag and he'd be chewing on the blunt, and then he would wear like the weird uh, contact that blacked out his eye. And part of that was because he was so good looking that they didn't want to be for the ladies. Like they didn't want that to be part of their image. So. I've, he had I've to like make himself look not, I, I'm just not so good angry looking. right now. The fact that I like people have to like downplay their <laughs> how handsome they are, as Aaron would say it. I'm so jealous right now. I've never had to do this. Yeah, it's, I, it's I, not know, easy. I've never once gone out with a granny where she said, "Hey, you need to like you should just dress a little more slubby." You know, the granny's like a little more slubby guys. I've never had to do this. I, I don't know how to feel about it. So, yeah, all right. I th- so, I think Aaron wanted to do this with all the, the female artists we've talked about so far, but I said no. But now we're doing it with the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> Who is the best looking member of the Wu Tang Clan? So, here we have Method Man. <laughs> it's Method Man. Nice, he's got like a nicely groomed goatee, I would say. I don't yeah. know. Riz's good looking. It's true. Riz is good looking, yeah. He's also the movie star. Those two starred together Both a lot. In the movies, that's true. Yeah, the rest of the guys are rough, I got to say. Not great. Okay. And that's coming from me. So, hey, guys. Who do you guys think is the most handsome person on Beck Did It Better? Why don't you text in? Let us know. Who's the most <laughs> handsome person? We want to know who you think this is. Okay? This is going to work fantastic when I've been Aaron, using Aaron's picture as my dating profile for the last month. <laughs> it may or may not surprise you guys that when I was a 23-year-old uh, grown person living no idea what's gonna with a full-time job. When you're getting out of a chair. On the Wu-Tang uh, hip hop message boards uh, after my work oh. hours. Okay, stop for a second. Shut, was- up, shut up for a second. Shut up for a second. <laughs> what was your username on the hip hop message boards? That's exactly where I'm going with this because I thought it would be really important to be a You God fan. So my message, my my username was raw. I'm gonna give it to you, which if, like was hard to spell out. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how I could spell that out, dirty, but I wanted that's dirty. What? I felt it was important you- to signify to the other users on the of the message board that I was a real Wu Tang fan. Uh, and you were gonna give I, it to him raw. Yeah. yeah. So that was a mistake. That was definitely a mistake. <laughs> I got a lot uh, of I got a lot of private messages. Yeah. I did not care for it. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, I think you're on the wrong <laughs> chat line. Aaron, do you have to like do you have to delete hundreds of thousands of hotmail emails to your raw I'm gonna give it to you at hotmail.com like on a yearly basis or not? 
That's like what he's using to apply for a job. Email me back. Yeah. Listen, I want to work at this bullshit company doing whatever you guys do two days a week. You can email me back at raw. I'm going to give it to you at hotmail.com. Please email me at raw. I'm going to give it to you at hotmail.com. So good. Raw, I'm going to give it to you at 69. Oh, my God. I bet I bet Aaron just sat on all those web domains for years. He's like, raw, I'm going to give it to you.com. Raw, I'm going to give it to you.edu. And he just sat on those and eventually it's going to pay off big time. If we can get 10 people to text in and say, hashtag raw, I'm going to give it to you. I will type that into Google videos and just play the first video that comes up. And that's how we're going to open up the next podcast. Raw, I'm going to give it to you. That's what Aaron thinks. Only Aaron would be like, I'm going to use a username raw. I'm going to give it to you. And then his like, parents come downstairs. Oh, what are you doing? Now? Let's, let's, let's look to see what Aaron's typing on the computer. Raw, I'm going to give it to you. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, your search history must be like Rob's. Searching for pies. No wonder your parents aren't excited about those t-shirts you're sending them, Aaron. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't even claim you. Raw, I'm going to give it to you. All right. Well, I don't know no how trivia. we get. We should just end the podcast after that. Probably. Yeah, I don't know how you go on from there. Sorry, everybody. <sighs> so a great example of Aaron sending me times is that Aaron sent me times for all these songs. And Aaron, again, I appreciate it. It was a lot of work kicking <laughs> off my plate, actually. But he did not send me anything that sounded like this, which is wild. I think this is the most well-known part of this album, right? Aaron's probably okay, never yeah. heard this part. It's like right after Miley Cyrus had his list of things he's never heard. <laughs> I mean, listen to this. This is by far the most famous part of the album, right? Right. It's got to be. Nowhere to be found in Aaron's list that he sent me whatsoever. Did I miss this one? I feel like there's uh, yes. better parts of this song. There's like No, you sent me this. So this is what Aaron wanted me to play from this song. Oh, this is pretty awesome, though, too. It is. The RZA coming at you. And that doot, 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 doot. You guys know what that's from? I don't know. The bass in the background? What? what is it? It's the underdog theme song. Oh, no shit. Like, See, that's so cool. Bunch of and nerds. He talks like he's like super cat. I know. I love these dorks. You listen to that bass line. So good. Yep. This, I'm going to say it again. I hate to bug you guys. This was another great walking around New York listening to this in my headphone album. So good. I mean, that's Everybody the drinks, place to listen Rob, to. To be it, fair, New York. they all drink. Rob mentioned New York. Well, listen, yep. when we we we've already done quite a few Minnesota albums, so don't give me that. I actually, Rob, you know, you're right. When you listen to this album, if people put their headphones in and listen to this album, and you start walking around like in the city, like I went to the grocery store to get my Tang, and when I was walking around listening to the Wu Tang picking up Tang, by the way, I instantly had like a little bit of giddy up in my step. I had a little bit of attitude, and I'm like. If, if people knew that I was walking around listening to Wu-Tang right now, they would be like, that guy is awesome. That, that guy's got life man. figured out. He's got life <laughs> yeah. figured out. And then they look yeah. in your cart and they see a thing of Tang and they're like, well, see you later. Okay, I got to go. This guy does not have anything figured out. <laughs> no, I thought about this tonight. You guys want to know what I picked up at the store? I'm going to go Aaron style. I, 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 I got to hear. Actually, I, I do have to hear that because in my mind, if you're buying Tang, you got to load that cart up with something else to distract from the Tang. I was going to say like Tang, a couple onions. Yeah. And like a- <laughs> I, I undershot it. So tonight I just said... I, after this podcast, I'm gonna to try to make my own cheese plate. So what I went and got is some oh, like yeah. salami, salami, some oh, cheeses, charcuterie oh. board. But I, yeah, I'm making my own. Aaron's raw gonna give tonight. it to you. He's all excited now. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was walking around, but I didn't even have a basket. And so then I kept like loading my hands, and I was like, oh, I gotta go get my tang though. So I had, I had salami, I had different types of cheese, I had tang, and then I was like. I should probably go get some almonds or something to put on my charcuterie board. Like, let's let's switch it up a little bit. So that was my adventure in the grocery store. And Aaron, 
It wasn't even a fancy grocery store. It was Cub Foods. How do you like that? <laughs> that sounds like food that like a serial killer would buy when they're going to have somebody over for like a dinner. I was like, shopping at Cub Foods at the same time I was ramen giving it to you on the Wu-Tang message board. So I'm, I'm oh, with my you. God. <laughs> Kindred spirits. <laughs> All right. So here was my name on the message boards, Cream. <laughs> this was their first single off the album. This is the have, video that I this remember. This is the most this is, popular one yes. that I yeah. Yeah. This is Wu-Tang. When I think of this album, this is what I hear. Right. So I think what's really interesting about this Drug is that Luke. this is RZA and Raekwon rapping on this. But apparently they came into the studio and RZA just pointed at Method Man and said, listen, you have to put a hook on this song. And Method Man's like, yes, that's what I do. That's what I'm best at. I'm going to put a hook on this song. So listen to this hook. I know, it's so good. I think it's Deck rhyming on this one, right? I was reading that, that Method Man came up with this with this buddy. He worked for like the Statue of Liberty with this guy. They would come up with these kind of acronyms for certain things, and that's kind of where they came up with this. I thought that was really cool. I think the um, Dollar Dollar Bill might have been not a sample, but it was like, the, I think they ended up having to credit another song on the Dollar Dollar Bill, y'all. What, uh, Method Man has had an insane career, right? Yeah. Like before we yeah. get into the next song, which is just Method Man, his career is literally insane. Like I didn't know he started with the Wu Tang Clan because I know Method Man from when he was with his cousin Red Man. And then what I really know them from is from their hidden camera show that they had on MTV where they would go around and prank right. people. Right. Like it's so wild. Do us with go Mary from, J. Yeah. He was in a movie, How High, where two stoners got into Harvard and it's just like a ton of jokes about being high, like rowing. It's so wild. It's such a crazy, yeah. like his his whole career. And then now he says that he hasn't sworn or said a dirty word in a rap song in like six years, which may be why you don't he hear a lot of Method to. Man songs anymore on the radio. But what, One of my favorite parts of that song is the reference to I slam tracks like quarterback sacks from LT. The, the, this we're talking Super Bowl. There's this yes. reference to them. I think the the Wu Tang claimed that they do a great job of like having these kind of shout outs to football players, right? That that's in there. There's it's in some other songs too. So it started making me wonder what are the greatest hip hop songs ever that have shout outs to NFL football players. So I'm gonna give oh. you guys a list. Oh, I'm excited for this. Oh man. I swear to God, if we have to listen to that whole Super Bowl shuffle again, I'm going to be upset. There's no more Super Bowl shuffle. We can delete that whole thing out of the whole podcast. No, we talked about that, Russell. No more saying that. It was good. Now stop it. The first one on the list is, we've talked about Outcast before. Outcast is right in Matt's wheelhouse. This first song Mm -hmm. is Outcast. You guys remember this song, The Whole World? Hey, I got something to say about this. Yep. Randy Moss. You know who this rapper is? And I Killer think Mike. this was on Killer Mike, who is now part of Run the Jewels. That was Killer Mike rapping, and Killer Mike is in Run the Jewels. So you can't escape it, Russell. You wanted to not talk about Run the Jewels, and you talked about Run the Russell, Jewels. Russell, you fell right into raw. Going to give it right to into my crap. trap. I set the trap. I'm going to be running it raw and running the jewels all over those grandmas. This <laughs> He's going to be raw as well. Yeah. You're in big trouble. The, the next song on the list is Wale. I don't really know a lot of Wale. This is Wale Dance off the album 100 Miles Running. And he's got all these cool references to old school Cincinnati Bengals. Check it out. Oh, wow. 
my UK shit. Get me the eye of a bangle, shuffle in my icky. Y'all boomer, you need you an MD like Esiason. Dominating other Esai shall commence, and I shall commence it. I'm the truth, Joe. Though they try to block me like Munoz. I know my call is worth so Munoz, Anthony Munoz. Within a rap, yes. he references Icky Woods, who has the greatest touchdown dance ever, Boomer Esiason, the greatest left handed quarterback ever, and Anthony Munoz getting it right. Uh, Hold on, there's no way Boomer's better than Steve Young, but I do like the rap. I like the rap. Yeah, but then, <laughs> but then he's also like, has an offensive lineman ever been shouted out in a rap song in the history of the world? No, Not absolutely no. Yeah, that's, that's so good. good. So Russell, yeah. you're just crushing it every week I, with these lists. NFL player raps. I'm imish, I'm imagining Russell's Google history again. It's like. NFL players rap. Raw going to give it to you? Question mark. Best looking Wu Tang <laughs> member. Te- technically, Rob, it's sh- it's NFL shout outs in hip hop. Uh, so uh, more. So the next song is on, Rob, we've covered Kendrick Lamar before. You guys got to check out this song by Kendrick Lamar. It's called Bloodsport, and it's on the album called Training Day. And he shouts out so many NFL players. Check this out. Hip hop cops on me, I dodge him like Barry. Sanders, John Man, hold your commentary. Keep the cameras on. I'm prom time like the 95 D Horn. Should I keep Listen to all these famous players he shouts out? I'm gonna do it like the 97 T And so this song, maybe Aaron, maybe you may not might know the song, but he he shouts out all these players in all different sports. But you guys gotta go check this out. If you're a sports fan and you still watch sports, I don't know why you would, but you guys have to go check out Bloodsport on it training the- day. There's like shout outs to Ken Griffey Jr. It's fantastic. Was the Morton Anderson a callback to the '98 Vikings? Or are you, Jesus are you still Christ. just trying to rub salt what in the that fuck shit? here? Like I, I like I brought it up as a joke, but now you're just being an asshole. Yeah, put the trigger. You got to trigger. <laughs> put the trigger warning All right, on. Rob. Put, Aaron, put Aaron on mute for the rest of this. Oh my gosh! Get the and hell out! Oh, meanwhile, there's me yeah. halfway out of the Metrodome. So instead of riding home for an hour and a half, we could ride home for an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> dumb shits. <laughs> The interesting thing on the next one is, do you guys remember that movie Miracle? Where it's like you got to look at the the name on the the name on the front of the jersey means a lot more than the name on the back. And so this next song, they're calling out teams and they're not calling out specific players. And this is actually the Jizza, I believe his name is pronounced. Rob, yeah, there's this some debate. From, this is from Jizza. The song is called That's Queen's debatable. Gambit. DJ Ooh. Bugs versus Jizza. Grandmasters, check show. this song out. Great show, Ooh, DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill. He references chess. Oh boy! Oh yes! Truly is the Jizza. Here we go. <laughs> that I was like. It, the Jizza, the, the Wu-Tang, Woo. here comes the Jizza coming back, and he's putting the, the front of the name on the jersey instead of the back. He's calling out all the teams there. Jizza's football experience sounded a lot like mine in college. <laughs> Release in the puddle. Get into the huddle and mm-hmm. put the something in the puddle. Rob, yep. Rob, <laughs> did, he have a, did he have a rhyme about sitting in a pod list watching Ultimate Squirts <laughs> with all your male friends? I have a feeling Jizza's We're not talking about that. that. <laughs> All right, and the final the final track on the list of the greatest hip hop songs that do give a shout out to NFL players is a tribe called Quest. This is what's the scenario? You guys will remember this one. Yeah, Bust is on this one. These some good drums too. What? Okay, rap. And if you listen for a little bit, he eventually shouts out Broadway Joe Namath coming up here. 
I could bring home the Here comes brothers front. They say the drop can't float, but we've been known to do the impossible like Broadway Joe. So sleep if you want. Ah, that's good. I want to kiss you, Russell. This is so good. I want to kiss you. He's coming at you raw, Russell. Look out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never wanted to kiss Aaron Raw more than right now after the the greatest know that five joke, right? Hip hop I mean, tracks ever on. that reference NFL players. Yeah, Russell. You put a, you put a mirror up on this side, and Rosie, you put a yes. mirror up on this side, and it'll be like yes. Trying to figure. I don't it out. have to explain it's that joke. Like you guys have seen the. You guys have seen the Joe Namath kissing. kissing My username Goldberg. is Rob. Going to give it to you. So I don't. Aaron, Aaron, I got. I'm going to call Aaron out right now. Aaron usually has the funniest joke every episode. We just normally are not listening for it. <laughs> yes. But Aaron just had the funniest joke again. Okay, and we, so we now, okay, so it. now let's listen to Aaron's joke. Aaron, we're listening. What is your joke? Wait, I thought you were going to play something else. I, no, I mean, no, I'm, not, my, my no joke I'm, was, lit, I'm literally my, listening. No, the joke was, we're, we're trying to give you credit for the Joe name, oh, and I want to kiss you now. The joke, joke was, was I want to no kiss you. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Say it again. We talked yeah, to drunk, you again. Yeah, drunk, yeah, drunk guys Jump, hitting drunk on uh, uh, sideline reporters. Oh, that's oh, real funny. Oh, you guys are not happy about this. He doesn't like that joke. Hey, Joe, how's the game going? I was great. I just want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. Hey, Joe, do you think this might show that you have a long-term problem with alcohol abuse? No, it I don't want to kiss you. I got a problem with not kissing you. And I can bring home the bacon. Hey, do you know anything about the Wu Tang Clan? My name is Ra. Gonna give it to you. The message boards come search me out. It's no big deal. All right. So that was a great Joe Namath impression, guys. What if you know what? What if Joe Namath? Had sex with Hulk Hogan. I think it would sound a little something like this. Hey, Hulk, this is great. This is where I kiss you. Oh, my God. I just had a bunch of sushi. Eat like a big man. <laughs> so at no point did those two impressions change because they're with each other, but they just would were sitting next to each other. Would Joe be wearing the fur coat? Like, wasn't yeah. he wear, famous for wearing the yeah, fur coat Yeah, he's wearing the fur the coat. He's, oh, he's calling that he's going to win the Super Bowl, and he's going to have sex with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and then Hulk Hogan bankrupts him. So there you go. All right. So that was a good memory. That was a good trip down memory lane. Hey, Rob, if he bankrupted him, he would have to cream, get the money for that bankruptcy, right? (laughs) That is. No, we already did that one, didn't we? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know what song we're on. Russ just wanted to say cream. He's like, oh, I wasn't even talking about this song. All right. All right. So talking about Method Man, Method Man, the the way the song starts where he starts the M-E-T-H H O D whatever I can't spell man, man. is actually taken from Leany, man. probably <laughs> one of the most hardcore groups in the history of music, Hall and Oates. Oh wow! Can't forget what He took this. It's a method of love. This is awesome. Uh, that's so, Rob, no Rob, that's wow. a great song. I did not awesome. know that. I mean, it's you can hear it throughout the entire your, album. Your uh, Wikipedia reading skills are that's awesome. No, so that was off the top great. of the dome. I but said, you can put it Rob, in. Is that what they say, off top of the dome? Rob, did you have to click on a footnote to get to that Wikipedia part no. or not? Guys, my, no. my knowledge of Hall & Oates is good, but my knowledge about the method of love is even better. <laughs> okay. It's but high. you can hear through the whole album, like, what fans of music these guys, like, these guys are. Like, that's a great call-out, Rob. You totally nailed it. These guys were all listening to a lot of music. And Hall & Oates was actually a white group that got played on black radio, so it wouldn't surprise me if they all just knew this song because they heard it on the radio. Yacht Rock. Yeah, Rob. What would you say your favorite method of love? I think is? my favorite is where oh, is no. where my wife and I agree that we're going to meet each other in bed at eight, and then it, that never happens. We see each other at ten thirty, and we're like, "Oh, we're exhausted. Let's just go to sleep." Okay, and then I sneak <laughs> out of the room. 
All right. So here we go. Rob sneaks out of a room and records a podcast and yeah. she's not even aware of it. I'm like, maybe my wife's asleep. I can sneak out of this room and have a I will say, I didn't realize until like there were times in my uh, Wu-Tang listening career where I, where I actually thought they were smoking meth. And I did mm-hmm. not know that that method was slang for weed. I was like, it seems odd that these these guys were doing meth, but it turns out they were just. I thought they were saying meth too because they kept saying grab the meth. Yeah, yeah. When they say meth, they're talking about weed, and it's confusing because you know, okay. growing up where I did, like meth is meth, right? Methamphetamine. I, yeah, but they're well, actually yeah, when they say method, especially meth, they're talking <laughs> yeah. about weed. Yeah, meth is what is behind the house. Weed is what's in front of the house. You know. <laughs> Yeah, but but when Rob grew up, they called the jizza the gizza. So like, no, like we all grew up in different areas in different parts of the country. And but yeah, when they say meth, they're talking about about you say tomato, I say tomato. Exactly, Matt. Exactly. I can tell you what when they're hiring a meth teacher now. That's it. Turns out I misread that. (laughs) Does that work? So there's a joke in there somewhere. All right. Speaking of math, let's talk about mathed man. Two plus two is four. (laughs) This obtuse angle is bigger than the acute angle. Man. So his name is Weed Man. That would explain yeah. the movie How High then. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, he's known for smoking a ton of weed. Like that was his thing. I can't believe this connection. This is <laughs> that's that, that that connection is one of the things that is blowing my mind more than anything that we've done on this uh podcast is that he took a Paul and Oates track and made this song out. Yeah, that's wild. That's awesome. That's totally awesome. How would you like to be known as Fish Filet Man? Because you just ate a lot of fish fillets. Like that's basically what he did. Like he's like he's like, oh, this is something I love. I'm just that guy man now. Can we pause this while I update my dating profile right now? F I F I F I S H P R O I file man. It doesn't play as well in the apps, but I'm gonna try. I think that's good. That's very good. Uh, and also put be sure to come in, put in raw coming to you or whatever. I can't remember what it is anymore. <laughs> no, it's, it's raw. I'm going to give it to you. So Aaron also sent me this time clip. I don't know why. I love Method Man, though. I, th- his voice is so fun. It's raspy. There's something so unique about it, isn't it? One of the only hooks on the album. that New York accent, too. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I, the coolest thing I read about his voice is it sounds like he had a razor blade under his tongue and he accidentally swallowed it. Oh, my God. Oh, that sounds, yeah, that's, that's, that's terrible. Good, yeah. That's something I stress about. That sounds like my teeth thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I must have missed d- the time cue, but that, that song has one of the only hooks on the album. Rob, it's do you true. think your dog, and your what dog is going to stress more about its teeth as it gets older and it realizes I shouldn't have been <laughs> eating all this underwear or not? Like, do you think if your dog was, was on, a, on a podcast, this would be its role like going like... I keep eating my owner's underwear. I don't know why I'm doing this or not. I don't know what kind of damage I would do to my teeth if you're eating underwear. (laughs) It doesn't do much. Tears. I'm sorry. Who ate his underwear? Is this a dog? And I'm like, yeah, the dog. It's the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we won. The worst part of the dog eating underwear. the, The worst part is when the dog takes a poop and a long piece of your wife's underwear comes out. You want to talk about mixed emotions. <laughs> Definition of a conflicted. Huh? Mm-hmm. Something I love so much and hate so much. Together at last. It's like tang and vodka. This is the worst fucking drink I've ever had in my life. Look at this drink. 
Look at this drink. I didn't even have one sip out of it. I'm like, I'm done. I can't. This is the worst. I'm not do, ever doing that again. Guys, text us hashtag Tang if you want Russell to have to drink the rest of the Tang. If we get 10 hashtag Tang texts, Russell will drink the rest of the Tang. Oh, no. Because he thought the Wu-Tang was... I think that's a good bit. I do, Russell. It's a really good bit. Yeah, agree. Yeah. yeah. And Aaron says that, bit. so there you go. All right. Uh, protect your neck. Oh, we haven't heard ODB for a while. Yeah. From the Brooklyn Zoo? Yeah, I think he's the only one from Brooklyn as far as I am aware. It's so good. And here we have a little ghost face killer at the end. And a little public enemy... Whistle in there, right? They got yes, the same. I was gonna say. You can definitely hear that influence of that East Coast, like with that. For crying out loud, to go from to Ghostface Killer is so good. God damn it, Aaron! <laughs> what do you want to say? I will let you say as much as you want on this album. You're the man. <laughs> he says not long as how long this rhyme took me. Like he's so good, but then he'll say like the goofiest shit. I just love it. God, you listen to the lyrics. I cannot hear the lyrics as much as you. I I listen to this album a lot. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. And then we hear, hear the same song. We have the RZA going to the Jizza. He's just going around the mountain when I come. Like, that's so dorky. And I just love it. I, like, but he's... God, this is good. Like, what did he, there was something there that his daughter's as bright as a twenty watt light bulb, right? Like, <laughs> and like Matt was saying earlier, it's all it's all a New York sound. They got that like that whole track is a is a Public Enemy kind of thing, but like a little more stripped down without all the you know frenzy around it. But you still have that squealy saxophone in the back, which is like a pure Public Enemy callback. I just I can't get enough of it. This next song is a lot like my uh, Peloton bike pants tears. Oh wait, no tears. Tears. More Stax records. Wendy Renee on here. The background, the beat to this song, that high pitched beat with it, is the best part. This and is when fantastic. You, when you go and listen to the the, the Wendy Renee track <laughs> that this samples, they're really just right playing the whole fantastic. track. It's almost as if Rosie waits for other people to talk, and that's when he talks. <laughs> is this beat here, that high-pitched beat, is that sampling from something else, or is that Wu-Tang coming up with that? This is, you know, this is basically, so this is something that, that Ghostface then took to the, the next level in his later career was, they're really just playing this Wendy Renee track. That whole thing, if you go and find the, the track, uh, it's called After Laughter, I, I believe. Uh, it's really, they're just rapping over her song and, and Ghostface took it even further later where he raps over Save Me Dear by um, Freddie Jackson. I think it's Freddie Jackson uh, and a couple others where he'll just like throw down a track and rap over it. And I know RZA did some other, you know, messing with the levels and the drums and such, but this one, he's just like really just rapping over a whole track and it's perfect. Should we do that with ep- episode zero? where we just play it under us and then we talk over it the whole time. It would be like the same thing. It'd be so good. I read that the funky drum beat on this is from Wilson Pickett's 1970 <laughs> song, Get Me Back on Time. And I went looking forever and I just kept coming up with Wilson. Wilson. Which one, Rob? <laughs> Which one was it? It's like Which the screw Wilson, Wilson talking about? Phillips. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got those confused. Open your heart and you'll find. Change, change, change. Don't make me put more music on the background. I... 
Someday somebody's gonna God want damn it, now that's here. We're Sorry, 90 minutes Rob. into this thing. Rob's gonna <laughs> last episode. I was like, I was we were putting in so many of those. I was so mad. I go, okay, let's play that song here. And then I go, God damn it. And I go, Sorry, future Rob. And I was like, Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's my attitude. Oh, there's a hole in your bike shorts. Oh, don't buy new ones for future Rob. Just leave it. Let your balls fly around past Rob, dummy. Idiots. All right, here we have the seventh chamber, part two. So really, it's a fourteenth chamber if you think about it. It's pretty much a, a remix, right? Yeah. Or is it the 49th? That's a good point. Oh, nice. Aaron, what nice, are man. all the chambers? Is this like is this a kung fu thing or what are the I chambers? M A T H Matt. I think it's a, a math, kung fu it's a thing. math callback for our buddy Darren and that's <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you guys talking about? Matt and I were having our own podcast over here. Russell wanted Rosie to know about just, the chambers. I just wait for Rosie to talk, and that's when <laughs> I start. <laughs> Please don't do that. That makes it very hard to edit, actually. <laughs> like the I like the buzzing on this. We have not sorry, even I'm talked. Sorry, we've not talked not at all Rob, okay? about. <laughs> we've not talked at all at this point about uh, divine mathematics or five percent nation uh-huh. and all this mm-hmm. stuff that was. So there's underlying all of this, underlying all of the tough street talk and the goofy uh-huh. call outs to game shows and movies and all of that. There's all of this uh, really intense um, references to 5%, uh, the 5% nation, which was a subset or maybe an offshoot of the nation of Islam uh, and all this stuff about, you know, divine mathematics. So everything they're saying in a lot of cases has, a meaning that means something else. So like when, uh, like when ghost says he stuck the power, you, he's talking about a lady's, you know, private parts. Uh, when, mm-hmm. you know, Riz's name is all about like rule of zigzag, Ziggle law jam is fatal. Why do they call it a you zigzag? Ziggle, no, the power, you like the lady's part is oh, a power. Oh. You, uh, so all this stuff is like, yeah, man, you know, there's stuff the that's like, words. I was trying, you know, I, I took a swing understood, <laughs> you know, and I'm only getting half of it myself. And like, who knows, is someone out there who's listening who understands all of it. So it's, it's deep like a Navy well, seal, like Raekwon, but it's I also think, Aaron said some really smart shit. Can I say some really smart oh, shit yeah, about this album? Course. Yeah. I want to so hear one it. of my favorite things is they kept singing about Kung Fu, but there's other artists out there that also sing about martial arts. And one of them is Beck. And in his song, wow, he sings about a different type of martial arts. Let's check Ooh, it out, Rob. Let's hear it. Listen closely. He's going to sing about a different type of martial arts. This is Beck. Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. There you go. So Beck is singing about jujitsu, and I think anyone who follows ultimate fighting or mixed martial arts knows that if you put a kung fu fighter versus a jujitsu fighter, who's going to win? Jujitsu. So when it comes to songs and albums and music about martial arts, who does it better? Beck did it Beck. better. Beck did it better. Russell, that's amazing. Uh, so, Aaron, I know sometimes that we call albums songs. Uh, what did you think of this album? Uh, I think mm-hmm. the song yep. sucks. Oh, Aaron, oh, that's wait, terrible. That's I can't believe right, you'd say Rob. that that's about right. Into the Chamber. Right. That's terrible. He's, been, that's he's been mentioning this one for like eight to, eight to 12 episodes in a row. That's and guess right. what? He blew it. All right. Oh, so let's no. get into our final, most popular. Rob, Rob sometimes puts the needle to the groove and he gets really rude. I don't like that. No, there's the last one. Beck did it better. Rating system. Oh yeah. God, that's long, isn't it? I mean, that's like ten years long. Okay, well, guess what? Kind of like Aaron. Uh, do you think it's rolling toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? You guys know what it means. 
Oh, that's so oh, yeah. Oh, everybody's making fun of the system. But guess what? Rolling well toned. <laughs> this is number 27 on our list, I believe. Uh, should this stay be number 27 on the, on the list? Should, did this album get rolling boned? Meaning it's too low on the list. In this case, we should have covered it earlier. It's a better album than 27. Uh, or is this a rolling groan? It should be 28, 29. So it should be farther down the list. But in our case, farther down is actually the lower number on the Rolling Stones. So it's actually, is this farther up the list on the Rolling Stones? So you would see it first. Okay. So is, should this be a first album? Meaning it wasn't as good. Uh, so there's the simple rating system. Uh, let's go, Russell. What did you think? I really enjoyed the album. There, I To me, there are highs and lows. There are some songs that are kind of slow, and there are some songs that are just badass. And I love that the coolest thing about it is you have all these different rappers that have a different voice or a different tempo or kind of a different vibe to them. So I enjoyed it. For me, the most exciting part of this is watching Aaron get to enjoy it. For that, I'm going to say it's rolling well-toned. I want to watch my or experience my friends experience amazing music, too. And watching Aaron experience this is well worth it, rolling well-toned. This is like watching you watch Ultimate you know what I mean? Like you're just doing something you love. It's great. And can you imagine having a group of guys with different sounding voices? That would be so helpful on a podcast. That'd be so great. So anyway, uh, uh, Rob, who's up, Matt? Matt, rolling well toned. Matt, what do you think of this album? Is it rolling well toned? Uh, is it? Excuse me, sir. Is it rolling well toned? Rolling boned? Okay, and that means that it should be in a different place on the list. Or is it rolling grown? And once again, I've forgotten what all those mean. Go ahead. Which one of those rankings makes it cream, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> they all do. Okay. The lightest touch at this point. I am going to go, um, if this is a rolling, well-toned, that means it's right where it should yes. be. Yes, yes. Right? And that's funny that you oh. would act like you don't understand the system. <laughs> well, I'm trying to read what you've got here, and I don't know. I'm getting confused. So we're, too, not, we're not supposed to read Rob's notes anymore. We're not supposed list, to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It says right there, so too low on the list. It's a higher number. He Duh. got mad at me when I stole his ranking a few weeks ago. You want ago. it to be don't a higher number, that. or it is a higher number, so you want it to go Listen, lower. I don't I, want anything. I just want to hang out with you guys. This is fun. I'm doing positive <laughs> stuff with my good friends, okay? Where else would I know that Aaron's username is raw going to give it to you? And at no point did he think, like, oh, this is a terrible username. <laughs> at, I'm going to go with Yahoo. Rolling Well <laughs> I want to get to Rosie's uh, take on it. But, you know, the fact that you've got, um, at, at the heart of it, you got a bunch of nerds that want to hang out together and make really cool music. In the end, it it is awesome. And I will listen to this album forever and come back to it forever and just, you know, put on every time I hear old dirty bastard, every time I hear the name old dirty bastard, I I it just makes me laugh and I I can't wait to hear his raps on these songs. And so, you know, the fa- it, I think in all of these that we've we've come across that everybody really likes or really gets into, it's somebody who's kind of taking one genre and moving to another. Like these guys literally, you know, there's been rap groups, but there has been like rap groups that have like lived together and be like, look, we're going to have like 18 of us and we're just going to see who gets the best track laid down, you know, and then that's, what's going to go on. And then it's just, it's a, it's a formula. I don't know how it's, if it's still being made. I mean, there's some like, uh, rap groups that kind of, the the groups now are kind of super groups, like, right. Like after they, they have success. Yeah, and I mean, I think like the, a lot of the online rappers have kind of uh, really taken to this kind of style, which, I, you know, it's it's hard for me to get into rappers that have uh, uh, rainbow teeth and stuff like oh. that. So I, don't, I haven't got into that stuff. Oh, but, wow. you know, I, I just think that ultimately when you, when you strip it all down, you've got a bunch of nerds who have put their 
um, heart and soul into something and created something that nobody's heard before, and it turned out great. And so I say it's rolling well tone. Oof, rainbow teeth. I'll tell you, that really stressed me out when you said that because that got me thinking about my teeth again. <laughs> All right, next week we got D'Angelo. Bye, everybody. Here we go. When you want to hear about the greatest Yeah, good night, everybody. <laughs> you got the last joke, no. Rob? <laughs> Aaron, what do you think? What did you think of the Wu Tang Clan? <laughs> what a. That was so rude. You like that? Yeah. I wrote that yeah, bit so like good, last Aaron. Sunday. <laughs> So Aaron, he gave that raw to you. Raw, no, he, give it to me. Raw, he's gonna give it to you. I, um, I mean, you guys know what my rig is gonna be, but I so appreciate okay, what Matt said. Okay, let's get to that back because... better now. <laughs> well, if we know, then what do we? When you want to hear it, I so appreciate what Matt said about this album being about, you know, guys trying to one up each other and do do it better. And a, a crew of dudes who just wanted to make great hip hop and took each other to task to try to make something great, because I think that's the essence of what the art form was at the time. And I hope that I have said anything that uh, does honor to what this album is and what it's meant to me. And I'm so happy to be here talking about it with you guys. So uh, I got to say it's a rolling bone, but I'm just so happy to be talking about this album with you guys. So thank you all for listening to what I have to say and my ramblings about this album. <laughs> we, we might not get to ever talk about this album again because it, you always used to reference it. Is this like a top five album for you? Where should this be on the list? So here's the problem. I, it is a top five album for me. And what's really annoying for you guys is that next week is also a top five album for me. So I'm, somehow these two albums are coming right in succession. I love them both so much. But yeah, for me, this is a top five album of, of, of all the songs I've ever listened to. Hey, you Bexter, how do you like that? That ranking it's got a little little stank on that one. He's putting in the top five. How do you like them apples, asshole? <laughs> All right, I agree with Aaron. This album sucks shit. Uh, all right. I'm going to give this album a rolling Staten Island. That's what oh, I love. Yeah, 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 I like it. And yeah. guess what? That's another New York reference. Oh, yeah. Uh, listen. What was this that? This D'Angelo album coming up is so good. I would give it a D plus, Angelo. Oh, shit. I need to use that jump next week. Well, good joke in the podcast. Finally, see you guys. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time <laughs> But you're just too lazy to Damn, look it up online <laughs> If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get Are off track Are we just going to talk about Beverly and Angelo like the yes. whole time? <laughs> yes. I got the podcast for you, Jack Beck did it better we didn't even talk about the line where Raekwon Desert Eagle somebody's dick. Like, we missed the whole boat. <laughs> what? <whole thing>. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> well, you find that on your raw dog. Yeah. 69 page or whatever, talking about Raekwon's dick. Man, so, even yeah. even Jacques Cousteau would have never gone that low. That was oh, terrible, Aaron. That was terrible. So good, Russell. So good. <laughs> D plus Angelo. <laughs> <laughs>